Everybody, welcome to Down and Out, the sports and entertainment podcast, taking the world by storm. Dom Tibbetts, alongside Evan Ryer, two what sports quote-unquote professionals, giving our best shot at the world of podcasting, but we like to have fun, keep things loose, a lot to get to today. First off, as always, shout out JD Masters and Buddha, Man of the Mirror, our intro-outro music. Go show them some love, YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream music, anywhere you stream our podcasts, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher. You can find JD Masters and Buddha, friends of the program, friends of ours, Jingle Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, Batman Smells, Evan. It's our Christmas holiday special here at Down and Out, and I am in my element. As we've talked about plenty of times on the show, I'm a big Christmas guy. I'm in Camillus, New York right now, so we're actually both once again recording in different states. We've brought that element back to the show, but I'm excited, man. There's no snow on the ground, I will say, up here at the moment, but I'm I'm not going to let that bog me down too much. Yeah, I do miss snow. Um, I Whereas Dom is a Christmas guy, I am kind of famously uh, a little bit of a Scrooge. Like, I, it's not that I have, like, any traumatic memories with Christmas or bad experiences or anything like that. I just, uh, it's not my vibe. I'm more of a Halloween guy, straight up. That's really as simple as that. Well, um, I do I do love Evan on Christmas time because that is when we will famously get the Ebenezer Scrooge handle. And that is, yeah. I mean, that's what the people look forward to. I mean, the people are looking forward to that every year. That's the only reason why people follow me, I feel like. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, it's... It's so yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things. I would say, you know, we're going to get into our favorite Christmas movies later. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, holiday sports and different things like that. Um, but I will say that uh, the really the 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 area I'm a, I'm a, just a huge Scrooge is Christmas music. Like I just can't do do it. Like as somebody who's like worked in like, you know, like part, a bunch of part-time jobs over the years like, you know, serving t- right whatever it is and obviously it's a big time of the year in the restaurant business right like when when that when you hear you know jingle bells or or whatever for the 400th time you're just kind of like man this sucks Uh, Mm -hmm. i just kind of hate this um so so i think that's really like the only part of christmas i'm like eh about but the rest of it is you know it's good i like uh i like the christmas season but but uh yeah i it's 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 good that we kind of have a, a dynamic with each other here because you know I uh, we you know we're not going to be you know Christmas caroling but you know we're also not uh, not putting up a, a a figurative tree you know in the corner and oh oh Dom 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 what's that white lights or colored lights when it comes to Christmas lights ooh 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 ooh, ooh. that's a good good question Ev it's the end all be all question ah uh, um so when we're talking about because uh, the, the first place my mind gravitates to on this is going to be the Christmas tree itself when you're talking first the lights and I've mm, it, it's if I have a a, a a a real 
a real Christmas tree or an artificially green color Christmas tree. I, I've always been a colored lights guy there. But here's the other thing. This is where I'm a little weird, Evan. I'm going to kind of fuck up the question a little bit here is because I am a white Christmas tree guy. Because to me, it feels like snow is on the Christmas tree. And I like white Christmas trees. That is the case where you have to go white lights. But on a normal circumstance, yeah, I'm going to take the colored lights. This man likes white Christmas trees. That's why. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a, it's a very hot it's a very hot controversial opinion that I have not only just in on this podcast within you but like my friends and even my family. I mean, there has been turmoil in I'm just kidding, but there has been there has been some discussions where my family's like this is kind of enough. Like we we got you one white Christmas tree and that was it. We're going back to normal because we don't want to be that people. We don't want to be that family in the neighborhood that has a white Christmas tree in their window. I am uh, a full-on colored Christmas lights guy. Mm-hmm. Um, without question, um, that's like 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 on the house, on the tree. I, I think white lights on the house does look good uh, depending on your setup, but definitely on the tree it's got to be a green tree i understand if you don't want the real tree i you know i I get that but it's got to be a green tree it's got to be colored christmas lights with your ornaments hanging up everywhere for me uh yeah a christmas tree needs to look like um one of those like fruit flavored candy canes like needs to Mm -hmm. just be all over the place but uh so that's that's where we stand on you know the most important you know war on christmas issues um but uh dom we we still have some football to talk about today because we've got a full slate including two games on christmas day which is like a nice rare rarity i can't really i bet it happened in recent years at some point but i can't really remember the last time we had yeah christmas day nfl no i don't either but because because quite frankly i've i'm always been a big fan of the christmas eve football games i feel like that's what's been a little bit more popular and what 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 kind of comes to our memory at first i mean uh, that was always the week 16 matchup especially I, I go back to 2017 being at church on christmas eve but me and my mom watching the patriots bills game on my phone because the bills are hunting for their first playoff spot at this time so me and my mom are watching you know the bills patriots game in church as the priest is the priest is singing a homily and we're out here cheering and fist bumping with each other in church so yeah the Christmas Christmas Day yeah amen hallelujah Christmas Day games uh, I mean I'm not no means am I gonna uh, be upset about them but yeah we get one the 23rd and then 25th and two games on the 25th actually you're right there so uh, why don't we start with the 23rd here 49ers Titans um, as as people don't know, if you didn't listen to the last episode, Evan is now officially back on the beat writer reporting job with Heavy.com, reporting for the Niners. So, uh, big congratulations to you. This is Ooh. your team. Big game coming up on Thursday. Niners Titans. I mean, Bra- why? Why? Sh- I picked Tennessee, Ev, but why should I regret my decision? Um, you should regret your decision. I do have the 49ers winning this game. Um, I think. I think it's going to be close, and I, I definitely think it's a game that Tennessee can can win. Um, you know, I I, I think uh, I think really the the key for San Francisco, you know, based on me dipping my toes back in the water, is is just going to be okay. Let's uh, let's let's one play a great defensive game as they kind of have done in recent weeks, and then two, okay, Jimmy G, don't turn the ball over. Here's a crazy stat. 
The 49ers are 7-0 and when Jimmy G doesn't throw a pick. Uh, they are 1-6 when he does. Um, wow, so, it's, it, it, it is amazing in the world of football, Evan, what happens when a team does not execute or executes and does not make a, st- a mistake. Like, it's amazing to see what a football team that plays efficiently can do. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like every team should have that formula, right? Well, there, it's, it's funny how that works, right? Where there's like, it seems like there's quarterbacks like a Ben Roethlisberger or an Aaron Rodgers or something like that, that if they throw a pick, it's like not even that big of a deal as long as it's a, not a, like, you know, backbreaker at the end of the game. But there's other guys that, you know, just aren't as dynamic. And Garoppolo is one of them. He's not a bad quarterback. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Even if he leaves San Francisco, he's absolutely a guy that, you know, will be a starter in the NFL. He, he has shown that. But but at the same time, he is a guy that if he throws the pick, if he, you know, has a couple fumbles, it's going to be really hard for him to kind of make up that value, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, it's that's, uh, that's kind of the deal with San Francisco is, you know, Keep keep pounding on the the rushing attack. Maybe Elijah Mitchell comes back. They w- did pretty damn good without him uh, this past weekend. Right. Um, but but uh, maybe he comes back and and I think I think if he if he does, they should be in really great shape. Even if he doesn't, I trust the 49ers to win kind of a low scoring like twenty to fourteen type game. Okay. Um, he also uh, you're also the Niners are getting great play from Debo Samuel. He's having a a, yeah, a, a, a very very good season. That's that's like that kind of that's kind of the deal with 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 them too is that you know with Kittle and Debo Samuel kind of being up to their up to their par this season that's really the driving force on that offense I mean it's 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 a lot of just you know Jimmy G get them the ball and uh, and let them do the rest and that's the thing is like like I said Jimmy G will do that and will do that well just don't throw the pick when you're trying to make the big play or, you know, don't have a lapse in, in judgment. Um, and I think they'll be fine. Uh, but it should be a good one tomorrow night for sure. Uh, yeah, I think my reasoning for picking Tennessee was because they're at home coming off a tight a tight letdown to the Steelers. I feel like this is a bounce-back game, but I actually think this is a very, very telling game for the Tennessee Titans here. I do feel like if the Niners can come in, take care of business, uh, this is where the wheels kind of come off the wagon for Tennessee. I think this is where you know the absence of Derrick Henry and just their the defense's inability to really stop perennial offenses is going to come plague them in this later half of the season. So I definitely would not be if the Titans lose here, I will not be picking them very much moving forward unless they're playing the, the Texans, basically. Yeah, it also depends on uh, if A.J. Brown comes back in time for Thursday. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's active, but it doesn't. Who knows if he's actually going to uh, you know, make it in time for the game. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of people that need uh, a lot of players to come back, Cleveland Browns. Uh, <laughs> they, they, I, I think they need their players, their staff, everybody. They're about to call on some fans to get down here and put on the orange and brown at this point. COVID has kind of taken over the NFL in recent weeks. Uh, just a lot of cases right now, and they've even shifted their protocols because a lot of vaccinated players testing positive, and they're they're trying to figure out, okay, well, these guys aren't symptomatic. You know, let's if, they, if it's not really an issue, let's not make it an issue. So kind of a, a wild progression. Uh, but still, no matter what, man, I mean, even if Cleveland gets all their dudes back, even if Baker's playing – I mean, I'm taking Green Bay in this one, dude. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that's kind of an unfortunate no-brainer. It's not that me and Evan are trying to throw disrespect on Cleveland, but the, the, the Packers are an absolute wagon. Uh, you know, obviously just coming off a, a very, very big win over Baltimore. Uh, 
Aaron Rodgers is, is kind of looking like he was last year. And Packers were very much looking like they're going about to kind of run away with the NFC here. They just they look like they're playing their right football, the best football that they can be at the right time. And uh, it, it, it's a clear, obvious play. I'm not, but I would love to see the upset. Don't get me wrong. Would love to see the upset here. But the Packers, I think, are the clear choice at home for sure. Well, it's it's definitely Cleveland's kind of last ditch effort to, to yep, try and still absolutely the playoffs. So well, and and who would have thought that after all of this? I mean, because we kind of talked about the AFC West all season, NFC West too, you know, and the AFC West. Don't get me wrong, is still pretty tight with the with the with the Raiders beating the Browns this past week. But man, that that AFC North, and we kind of have been you know, kind of watching it the past couple weeks here on Down and Out, and it, it has kind of turned and, and came into fruition of what we kind of envisioned and hoped it would be. It's it, it's going to be madness. The AFC North is going to be absolutely madness, and we'll get to a huge game coming up this week there, but uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to be on the outside watching the AFC North. No question. Uh, meanwhile, Indianapolis travels to Arizona, who – Kind of need to bounce back win after that, you know, devastating uh, road loss to the Detroit Lions, and um, you know, I, uh, I, this one's kind of tough to pick, but mm-hmm. but I do think I do think that the uh, the Cardinals will be up for this one. I think uh, I think they, you know, the wake up call has been established at this point, um, and if they lose, then now you start having a different conversation of, you know, the Cardinals might be in a decent seed coming into the playoffs, but. How good is you know? How far are they actually going to go? Yeah, you know I, I, that, that's that's an ab- absolutely the right mindset to be in. But I I I really really am high on the Indianapolis Colts right now. I, I love the way they played against New England. I'm happy. I I know I actually called that one last week. Um, they 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 are playing their best football. Kind of like I said about the Packers, they're playing their best football at the right time right now. Defensively, I think they create a lot of problems for Kyle. I mean, Kyler Murray just has not looked like Kyler Murray, and he did not look it against Detroit either. And I know everybody can say you can have a fluke game. Like, you're allowed to, you know, not not play up to your par in, in games, even if it is the Detroit Lions. But uh, it's not going to get any easier against the Colts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a, a massive, you know, a truly deserving one-seed kind of performance from Arizona, I think, to come in and, and, and defend their home field against the Colts, who are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I'm taking Indy on this one, F. I, I am going to take the Colts again. Hey, I, uh, I I understand why. I mean, it, it definitely is a, uh, a it is a fairly you know tasty idea. Um, I think my big thing before we move on to the next game is just that uh, I think Arizona's defense sets up well for stopping Jonathan Taylor, and when you stop Jonathan Taylor and you really put the onus on. Uh, uh, Carson Wentz. That's mm-hmm. how the Colts kind of had some of their early losses. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think that's what ends up how it ends up playing out. Speaking of, you know, the Cardinals' last game though, Detroit uh, on the road at Atlanta. Um, not exactly a uh, a marquee matchup to. Say well, at least Evan. But... I mean, at least they didn't like put this game in fucking prime time. You know, yeah. <laughs> cough, cough, Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah. Like. And, and kind of this uh, this Monday's game as well. Um, but, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Dom, I you know, I'm happy for the Lions, and I do think that they're probably going to get the Falcons game. But I'm um, I'm going with the uh, Falcons here. Yeah, I'm there with you on that one. Uh, it's uh, it, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. You know, like it's it's good to see you guys win. Happy y'all beat the Cardinals. But the Falcons, I the uh, yeah, just at at home, still trying to play for a little bit of something, a little bit of pride at this point. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking Atlanta too. And uh, meanwhile, uh, you talk about the AFC North. 
got Baltimore at Cincinnati in huge a, uh, game, a blockbuster battle, one that you know both teams need, and and uh, you know we're 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 still not quite sure if Lamar will be back in time. I guess it's you know up near. It seems like he'll probably be back, but um, you know either way, this is gonna be a tough one. And I, uh, uh, man, I they're they're not great on the road, Dom. So I'm 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 going with the Bengals. I'm gonna take a chance on the Bengals on this one. <clears throat> I know I I want I wanted to too, but I and I, I'm I'm going to. And this is on me because we have to make the picks and we lock them in. It's the agreement me and Evan have had on the pick them since the very beginning when we started doing them. But if I had confidently known that Lamar wasn't going to play, I would at 100% be taking the Bengals. But because I, I there is a good chance that he's coming back. I this this reeks of like a Lamar clutch game late at the end that he'll be able to somehow put it together and beat the Bengals. I and I, I like the Ravens here in the bounce back spot, and it's it, it'll be a t- it'll be a tight contest for sure. Uh, I definitely I'm thinking it's going to be a low low scoring game, but I, I, w- I will take the Ravens here just solely because I think they they are in this must-win bounce-back spot that I think the Ravens are a little bit more used to being in than the Bengals. So I'll take Baltimore, and we'll split on this one again. I then um, Los Angeles at Minnesota. Uh, that's going to be – I think it's a little bit of a trap game for Los Angeles. Minnesota is basically eliminated at this point. They don't have much going on. Wait, wait, wait. But... Actually, hold on, Evan. Hold on. I don't – I. I don't believe you are correct on that. Uh, let me. Um, yeah, they actually are not. Uh, they they are the. Seven, seven? They would be the yeah. the last team in the playoffs right now. I totally totally mixed them up. I totally mixed them up. That's my bad. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all it's all. Listen, if coming from the king of mix ups here, that's fine. But I because I happened to be watching the game last night and I saw the playoff graphic come in because not. I mean they're. Defending the spot against the Saints and the Eagles right now. So, I mean, it's kind yeah, of a, yeah. the Niners have been doing the right thing and getting themselves away from that seven seed conversation. But the Vikings, Eagles, and Saints are all seven and seven. Two can get out for that last spot in the playoffs. So, if the season were to end today, Minnesota would be in, but they are in a very peculiar situation. They have to go win out right. to assure themselves and, of the spot. And the Rams aren't, you know, playing for nothing either because they are, you know, obviously in the mix for that NFC West race and the Cardinals mm-hmm. are kind of, you know, seems like they're on the downswing. So uh, definitely both teams with a lot to play for then. Uh, Dom, who do you like in uh, Minnesota? Uh, I Right because you just said it. They they are seeing that the Arizona Cardinals, they're, they're a little bird that's sipping on its water that's looking real tasty to this little ram that that has developed the taste for cardinal meat that is that has become become a carnivore <laughs> yeah he has just become hungry you know for for a little bit of cardinal meat and he's gonna snap at the neck baby they're coming at him hard i'm going to take the rams do agree with you that it's very much a trap game and i do anticipate the vikings playing frisky against the rams in this one but i will take los angeles I uh, I'm also going to uh, go with Los Angeles. I I think uh, I think you know the the Vikings will give them game. I was going to say that even before I realized I was dumb. Um, but uh, but it's it's I mean it's hard to pick against that Rams team, and it seems like they're figuring it out like more now. You talk about teams that are getting it together these past couple weeks with the Rams after some concerning performances at that midway point. They're looking a lot better. Yeah, uh, it's, and plus it's like it's like how how are you betting against the duo of Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup right now? It's it's yeah, so goddamn it's, dynamic. It's so elite right now. 
Yeah, it's it's arguably the best uh, link up in the NFL. Uh, Dom, your Buffalo Bills are heading to New England in a pretty fucking big game too. The the uh, pretty much a div- it's it's not it's a division decider, but it has no implications because both teams still have two games after this. So yeah, would say it's a very very big game on this one. I've um, I, I I've said it I've said it from day one, and I'm gonna go back to the point that you made about the Indianapolis Colts is I, I and the Colts have exposed themselves earlier in the season. As Evan said, you have to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor. If you force Carson Wentz to beat you, you're going to find more success. It's it's a big ass for the Bills because it, we have to make sure if their run defense is going to be up to it now. We have to let Mac Jones beat us. Stack the box. I don't care if it's eight in the box. Make Mac Jones beat us. Weather should be a, a slightly slightly better. It's partly cloudy, you know, 39 degrees in Foxborough, anticipated for Sunday. I think the Bills are the better team still, period. And I do anticipate that they are going to learn from their mistakes, stack the box, stop the run game. If you force Mac Jones to beat you, you're going to find success. Indianapolis Colts, perfect example of that this past week. I will take the Buffalo Bills here. Okay. I, uh, I'm... I am also going to roll with Buffalo here. I, I'm thinking. I, I think part of my logic is that it's just something's got to give at some point with Buffalo, as in like it's gotta. They still have to be that team. Yeah, I, I mean, and they and, and, and we, they strung it. To, we, we've said it all along. They've strung it together that second half against Tampa. They had, you know, in and out, in and out spurts of it against Carolina. Still, you know, good game against Carolina, but it wasn't all pieced together. I think the best way it could be. I agree with what like it, it, it's going to click when it when it's going to click, and the timing of it is is to be seen. But it will click with this team again, kind of like it did in the beginning of the season. For sure, uh, I think so as well. So yeah, Buffalo rolling with them, rolling with those Bills. Because uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Correct. Uh, tell you who doesn't circle the wagons is both the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. They they actually Evan were not allowed on the wagon. They are they are walking the Oregon Trail, and yeah. I'm pretty sure they died somewhere in what would now be the Rockford, Illinois area. Well, if you I watched uh, Blazing Saddles for the first time in a minute last night, and there's a moment in which uh, when they literally circle the wagons, uh, they one of the families is or the main character's family is told uh, you can't you know run from the native americans with us uh so they made their own circle that's what jacksonville and new york are doing right now uh <laughs> tickets are available for 13 dollars, folks uh get in there uh so um no i man you're like evan this is like this is the one right like this is the one that they win like this is the one that like the jags are able to beat the jets and you know, probably somehow avoid being, you know, the first overall pick in the NFL uh, draft next year. Um, and the thing is, is that you're wrong, but I'm going to be wrong with you. And I am going to pick Jacksonville. But what I'm saying is, is that New York's winning this game. But I have to go with Jacksonville for pride, for honor, for, you know, dignity. <laughs> um, Evan, Evan's the few, the proud, the Jags fans. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking tough right now. I went to the game this past Sunday, and, you know, that's the thing is we had fun because, you know, there was, like, no urban, and it was just, like, whatever, you know, this is... The vibe, let me add, the vibe must have been just so much more immaculate, just everybody there uh, the knowing urban's was, not there. The, the, the vibe on the field was clearly better, and the vibe in, you know, amongst my family and friends, anyways, that went to the game was, was much better, but... But it's, you know, I mean, this team is not any different than the team that, 
that just left under Urban. I mean, they are still just not talented, uh, not talented enough, and and you know just have too many problems. And and fortunately, they're playing a team that has all those same kind of things said about them. It's just a matter of who sucks more. Um, and just, you know, hoping the Jags suck a little less this Sunday. Uh, but wouldn't count on it taking them anyways because, like I said, what kind of fan am I if I don't take them against the damn New York Jets? Yeah, I, I 100% agree with your logic there. I very much am just upset that the, the Texans were able to beat them. It really, really felt like the Jags were going to come in there and, 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 and kind of roll over Houston. But Davis Mills, you know, what a game. Uh for that reason, again, I, I'm I'm going to take the Jets. Ev. I just I can't, and I and I told myself that I would never never pick the Jets again because they're a trash organization and a trash team with a trash quarterback. But the the Jaguars, man, they're just a mystery. They're a modern mystery, and I think they're doing a really really good job of once again hiding the fact that they're just gunning for a number one overall pick. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 gonna take I'm gonna take the Jets. Just sucks because the number one overall pick this year doesn't mean shit really in my eyes. But anyways, um, uh, we need to kind of speed run through some of these. We've got some NFC beast matchups. Uh, for example, New York uh, at Philadelphia. Dom, both these teams are eliminated. Um, thinking Philly though. Yeah, I'm 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 here with Philly on this one. Is Philly technically eliminated from? I thought they got eliminated this past weekend. They're seven and seven, so they're tied Damn with. It. I am just wrong. So wrong today. Uh, Minnesota, Philly, and the Saints are all seven and seven, and pretty. But the, what is but the, wrong with the NFC? Can but, somebody like be good or bad? No, it's not, it's 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 not you. Do not even equivalent. This is not you. This is the NFC. This is not right. on you. This is this the NFC. It's you. the NFC beast doing what the NFC beast does and keeping teams alive. And it's the NFC being like, okay, if you're, it's it's classic like 2010 New York Giants. Okay, if you're seven and nine, we're gonna get you in the playoffs. So like you can finish eight, finish nine. Nine to nine, or you know, whatever it may be, uh, nine and eight, and we'll get you in the playoffs. It's probably what it's going to turn into, but yeah, I'm I'm taking the Eagles here on this one, Ev. Word, uh, yeah, I'm also taking the Eagles. Uh, sorry about my uh, my bad brain today. Um, and then uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina's eliminated, right? Yes, yeah, I'm I'm, al- I'm almost God. certainly. I got one right, um, and it doesn't matter because even if they weren't eliminated, I'm taking Tampa here. You know, just business as usual. Yeah, you you got to thank Tom Brady after that performance uh, in prime. Like he's he's got to be hungry, and there's nothing more than Tom Brady being pissed off and hungry for a win that means trouble for whatever that team is. So yeah, I'm taking Tampa too. Chargers at Houston. Uh, Feels like another business as usual. Got to, you know, Chargers seem like they're putting it together after uh, the ups and downs of this year. And, uh, and I, you know, Houston is Houston. You know, they can beat the Jags, but what good <laughs> is that really? Yeah, it's about it. Uh, this is a game that should be flexed to prime time. Uh, it's going to be a great one. Uh, no, but I will absolutely uh, ride with the Los Angeles Chargers, a team who does have to keep winning to keep pace and maybe try to keep themselves in the t- one of the top wild card spots and maybe try to gun for the Kansas City Chiefs spot at the AFC West. But we shall see. But I'm taking the Chargers here too. Chicago and Seattle, I believe both are eliminated as well. They gotta be. I mean, four and ten and five and nine. I, it's right. they're they're both respectively. Uh, so the Bears are eliminated. Uh, the Seahawks are on the verge of being eliminated. The Panthers, gotcha. the Seahawks, and the Giants are all pretty much on the verge of being eliminated. So a loss here from the Seahawks pretty much eliminates them. Cool. Well, uh, I think uh, I think they avoid elimination, I guess, 
uh, I think they do beat the Bears, but because um, yeah, you know, I guess you're still playing for something, right? But also, I mean, it's just Seattle versus Chicago, and at Seattle's at home, so that's kind of the way I'm going to go on that one. Yep, um, same here, taking Seattle. Kansas City hosting Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh getting a big, big win over the Titans uh, this past weekend, and uh, and you know, it's it's kind of. It's it's kind it's of a little, a it's a one. juicy matchup. I mean, you got to think the Steelers' defense could pull could poise pose some some kind of mismatches and, and could really kind of confuse and disrupt the the Kansas City offense in a sense. But the way that Patrick Mahomes was able to connect with Travis Kelsey again, bring back that classic nostalgia, ah, it's it's tough. It's it's like we kept saying every week. Guys, it's very very tough to pick against Kansas City right now. It's very very as much as you want to. It's very tough too because they have just figured it the fuck out. Yep, and uh, I'm not going to pick against them. I, uh, I yep. think they figure it out. Me but hey, neither. you know this will be one where you know 15 players on Kansas City get uh, uh, get COVID in the next like three days, and uh, we just you know the, Pittsburgh goes and wins by 20. Yeah. Um, Las Vegas hosting Denver. Uh, you know, uh, kind of. Again, the AFC West has just been, you know, uh, a pretty wild, wild, wild West uh, this this season. So, Dom, you know, are you are you believing in uh, in in Denver to you know to kind of claw their way back uh, above five hundred, or do you think the Raiders claw their way back above five hundred? I'm I'm gonna saddle on up with the Broncos here, Ev. I I like the Broncos in this spot. I don't. I think the Raiders getting a two point win just squeaking by the literally all depleted Cleveland Browns. Not not a chance. I'm gonna take Denver. Denver here, and I think they're a clear favorite. Uh, the fact that I'm seeing that uh, that the Raiders are favorited right now, I mean, it's pretty much 50-50 because they they're favored by one. But uh, the fact that they're even disrespecting the Broncos by not giving them at least a two-and-a-half-point favorite means I'm going to bet my mortgage on the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I wonder if that's, like, the money that's been moving the line or what it is. But but I'm also going with the Broncos here. Um, I, uh, I think – I think uh, wrong team favored is the the case we have here, and then on top of that, I just you know I, I feel more confident in uh, betting on Javante Williams right now. I mean, yeah. Josh Jacobs is great for Las Vegas as well, but Javante Williams is is something else. And Javante uh, Williams needs to carry my ass to a fantasy championship appearance. Uh, oh. So b- just need need you, Javante. Uh, if you're listening, I know you're a huge fan. If you're listening, please help help we me. Appreciate your support. Help but- me. Help me help you. Um, and then uh, we've got Washington, another NFC Beast matchup. Washington traveling to Dallas. Uh, Washington kind of, you know, shortened the stick this past week with COVID stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think even if they have a lot of their guys back, it could be a good game. But but I think uh, Dallas is, is, is about ready to roll into the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and I, I, it's you, you. factor in the the fact that they were obviously depleted themselves because of COVID, but even if they get everybody back, I think the the wheels have kind of began to break off the the the, the football team's wagon here. So yeah, I'm gonna take Dallas, and it was fun while it lasted. Uh, Riverboat Ron, great story. Um, good Taylor Heineke, obviously a great story, but Dallas just wait, wait, way too good in this situation at home. Gonna gonna book them. Yeah, we'll see where uh, Washington's at next year. That's kind of the way I would be feeling mm-hmm. if I was a fan of that team. And, uh, yeah, I'm also taking Dallas. To wrap up our slate, we've got uh, Miami uh, traveling to New Orleans uh, to, uh, uh, to you know, in a kind of a, 
a kind of a random, you know, interleague, you know, uh, interconference matchup. Uh, but, but you know, it's it's also kind of random because I don't really know who's going to win this game. I mean, um, you, you, if you're looking at it blankly, Dolphins are seven and seven, two and four on the road. Saints are seven and seven, two and four at home. Uh, both are coming off wins. Uh, the 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 Dolphins the Dolphins just squeaking by the by the Jets here. It's 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 it's, it's probably you know it's a flip the coin. The Saints are a three point favorite, but you you could very much easily see it go the other way. Um, but I think because Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill is back, a little bit of a rejuvenated offense. The you know the Saints defense. I mean, God dog, if they can play the way they did against Tampa Bay against the Dolphins, I mean, Tua has no shot. And I'm gonna bet. I'm going to bank on New Orleans on this one. That's gonna be my well, pick. It also uh, bodes well for Dom as a Bills fan that uh, the Dolphins just go ahead and lose this game. I mean, that definitely didn't wink, wink factor in my decision at all. That you know, I was I worried about the Dolphins? No, like what? Who would be worried about them? The Dolphins being a game back of the Bills in the division? What? No, not me. Well, guess what, Dom? <laughs> I'm an agent of chaos. And oh, so to a tug of a Dolphins, let's get that road win uh, in a, like I said, probably one of the wildest Monday night football game matchups I've I've seen. Just like, just feels very like out of the blue. Um, But hey, it's December 27th. Happy birthday to Travis Ryer. Uh, That's his birthday gift I'm getting for him is uh, uh, Dolphins versus Saints. Not going to the game. Uh, just, but I, but just, I, I will, I will sit him. Turn the TV on, <laughs> and I, I will sit next to him on the couch with a beverage in my hand, and I will watch a game with him. It's a great gift. You are a quality father son. Yeah, father son bonding can't doesn't get any better than that, folks. Uh, Dom, is there anything else related to the NFL that you wanted to bring up before we uh, go make some money? Well, before yeah, the only thing I had to bring up is I did want to just mention if you didn't. Uh, if you don't actually follow Evan's dad, Travis Ryer, on Twitter, it's definitely worth the follow because watching his updates when you guys had Pops at the game, uh, Pops is just a, a hilarious individual. Um, him yeah, said, he's a goat. He, he did embody the, the facial expression of a Jags fan who is just so over it but yet is optimistic. Uh, I did not necessarily see a smile on his face, but I think that's hidden with his mustache. Uh, I just enjoy seeing the presence of Pops at sporting events. And the way that your dad can meticulously interview him to get the proper reactions is chef's kiss beautiful. So uh, definitely sh- uh, go go give Travis Ryer some love on Twitter because the, the content's always flowing. I did just want to bring that up because I was happy to see that, you know, Pops was able to be out there to the game. And uh, obviously just I'm always going to be here for Pops content. No, totally. It's uh, it's fun stuff, uh, and it was it was really fun getting to you know go to the game with pops. Weirdly enough, that was pops's birthday uh, this past Sunday. So that's right. Uh, you know, we're, we're we got a lot of December birthdays uh, in the in the Ryer family, and and uh, yeah, pops is pops has been done with the Jaguars for a minute. Um, you know, he can be convinced to to care again, but. He's uh he's a smart guy, you know. He if if the Jags aren't uh you know uh uh contending or at least being competitive, uh he's not gonna you know waste his uh his mental or emotional energy on it. So I need to to take a lesson from him, uh, uh you know when it comes to stuff like that. I'd probably be a happier person. I would also be a happier person if I was richer. 
Dom, do you know how I could be richer? Yeah, because I want to be the same way you are, Ev. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send us to the cash grab so we can go make some money. And then when we come back, we're going to put a ribbon on the show with a couple Christmas-themed conversations coming up because this is the holiday special. So, folks, we're going to go to the cash grab. But when we come back, we've got all that and more. So stick with us. Down and Out returns right after this. Hey guys, Dom here. I want to tell y'all about Anchor.fm. Yes, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free and there's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Don't know how to get your final product on all the major streaming platforms? Have no fear. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them Down and Out sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Second half of Down and Out begins with a little, what is this? It's coming back. Holiday special means we get a little Evans Soccer Corner. Right when you thought we couldn't give you a Christmas present, gift wrapped under the tree and a beautiful ribbon and a nice little Christmas green bow is Evans Soccer Corner. Because as Evan explained to me, I didn't really know how busy of a time it is for the soccer world right now, but it is a very busy time in the soccer world. So that's why we're bringing in our soccer expert, Evan Ryer. Well, it's so it's it's funny, right? Like you wouldn't think that Christmas is like, oh yeah, time for a fuck ton of soccer, but it, it it's weirdly how it works. There's a lot of European leagues um, that that go ham with the soccer schedule over uh, Christmas break, um, or not a Christmas break, but kind of a Christmas ramp up. Um, basically, what you know, they 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 celebrate Christmas over there, but. But they have a thing called Boxing Day, right? And mm-hmm. and they pretty much play like every three days this time of year. Like the Premier League, like if you go look at the schedule right now, the like for example, like there there are you know there are teams uh, playing cup matches today, which is like separate from Premier League matches. But uh, so so you've got like cup matches today, and then in four days, like pretty much everyone is playing on uh, on uh, the twenty sixth, and then you know people are playing again on the 29th. So basically what I'm saying is, is, hey, if you're back at home, you know, let's say you're, you know, you're, you're, you're chilling with the fam, it's 10 a.m., uh, you know, it's, you guys aren't doing anything, you guys don't have plans, turn on, you know, NBC Sports, turn on some Fox, turn on, you know, where these uh, soccer matches are being aired, because there's going to be matches like pretty much every day until like New Year's Day. Um, I don't know why they do it like this, and honestly... Coaches and players complain about it like every year in the Premier League, man. Like every year, people are like, "This sucks." Like we have to, like we have to play like four matches in like a fourteen-day span. You know, like two matches a week. Like it's uh. Well, not to mention it is around the holidays too. So if you're just like, I mean, these are also human beings at the end of the day. Like, it's 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 why people like us who are on the workforce why we lose motivation to work around the holidays because we just want to be around family and friends and we want to be off. You know, because soccer players. I'm assuming, despite the amount of money they make, I'm, I'm sure they're not excited to be play, jam-packing four games in two weeks around the holidays. 
No question. And then, uh, I mean, on top of that, like, to, to give an example, this isn't every team, but due to, like, how they also kind of interact in this period is that, you know, let's say there's rained out matches or COVID postponed or whatever, they will start, you know, kind of scheduling them in here or, or really kind of like after the 1st of January. Here's an example. On Tuesday, or no, excuse me, on Sunday, the 26th, Arsenal plays on the road against Norwich. On the 28th, two days later, Arsenal plays Wolves at home. Four days after that, they play Manchester City at home. Arsenal plays three times between Sunday and Saturday. So in a six-day span, they're playing three times. Um, just like an unreal like amount of matches like for anyone. And I'm sure there's like you know quotes from the players and manager being like, this is absurd. Um, but... But them's the breaks uh, in the Premier League, and it's you know it's kind of funny too because like stuff like the German league, the German league takes two weeks off. They don't even play during this. Man. <laughs> they they're just like you know they're chilling. So it's, well, let it's me let, of, let me let me ask a question here just for this for the Premier League of the guys who are playing here, Av, because obviously that amount of games is such a short amount of time. You're you're gonna have to rest some guys and go to go to utilize the bench a little bit more. So say you're you're going to maybe the second or the third game on that slate, and let's just say you're expecting to see your club's top guy. I mean, what are the are are they normally are the top guys always still gonna play those matches, or is it kind Kind of like how the NBA goes, where like you know Kevin Durant or LeBron gets like a, a, an obligated rest day. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, will will there because of the amount of games being played, will some of these top guys get rest days? Whereas like you go to that third game, you're not even getting to watch each club's top person go against each other. Well, that's kind of part of the interest too, right? Is that it becomes a kind of the tactical discussion is how do you navigate that? And really mm-hmm. it's manager by manager and kind of depends on your on your players, right? Like so uh, a midfielder, right? Like a, a somebody a midfielder or a winger, somebody who's going to be running up and down both sides of the pitch um, all game. You know, that's going to be a guy that is going to be gassed like at the end of the day. He's probably going to want that. He's probably going to need to rest in that mid game, right? Like if you have a three game and six game span, you'll play him in the first and last game. You'll sit him in the middle, Um, you know, uh, but but there's there's guys out there, man, that, you know, defenders, especially sometimes strikers that depending on your play style, you know, if you're not asking them to do a lot of movement, you know, those guys will play all three games. They may get subbed out, you know, at the 60-minute mark in one of them or, or whatever, get some type of breather. But, but you know, there's there's definitely going to be guys that play all three games, and then there's going to be guys that only play two or one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for example, in, in, to, to, to use Arsenal again, Arsenal playing Norwich in that first game, Norwich is one of the bottom teams in the league. You know, Arsenal's not going to be too worried about getting a result out of that game. I mean, they they kind of, you know, should show some respect because Arsenal's not quite the powerhouse they've been in, you know, years past. Uh, so, you know, you'll, you'll probably say, okay, so against Norwich, let's keep these guys, you know, let's keep, you know, the guys that can't go three straight matches off the field for this one. On Tuesday, we'll play him against Wolves, and then on Saturday, uh, you know, Man City, you know, that's the game that, you know, Arsenal's probably not going into that game thinking that they can, uh, they can, it's weird, but, but Arsenal's really not, you know, quite at that level this year where they should feel like they're on an even, even playing field with Man City. They kind of have to approach that game as in, 
if we got a draw, if we got a tie out of this, that would be great. So, you know, save your guys for that. It's kind of, it's case by case. That's, again, you know, the beauty of soccer compared to some of the more typical American sports. But but it's 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 evident in, in all sports is that, you know, the, 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 the tactics of navigating a schedule, right? Like, I mean, NBA basketball kind of, you know, probably is the best, closest example. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe, you know, Major League Baseball. You know, right. I mean, there's there's times where you kind of have to sit. There's times where you know uh, September call up baseball as uh, Buck Showalter calls it. Yep. Mets manager. Uh, you know, there's a time where you know, okay, well, we got to get these guys and make sure that they're all 100% and recovered, rested, whatever you want to say, in time for October. So yeah, that's uh, that's really all I had to say is that this is a great time of year to uh, to get into it if you're not into it. So um, you know, Dom. You know, uh, speaking of other Christmas-based activities, um, would you like to uh, would you like to break down our, our top favorite Christmas movies? I would Evan, I would love to would love to because it's the holiday season, folks. We're gonna give our top three Christmas movies. Now this is up for debate, and it always when we get back and do these rankums and drafts, we would love if you guys go to Twitter at Down and Out Podcast D O W. N, capital N, podcast on Twitter, and you can tell us. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Tell us your own rankings. Interact with us. Make fun of us. DM us. Make fun of me. Screenshot me. Me, me. Then make fun of me. I don't care. Either way, just interact, make and we appreciate it. Again. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Disgrace me. Degrade my family. Well, actually, no, don't, let's not do that. Degrade me. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, so none the none none the less though, I will kick this off. I will go with my top three. Uh, first, Ev, I'm gonna preference this to everybody as well as as well as you. Are we going from three to one, or you want to go one to three? I say we go three to one. Let's let's go three to one. Make it a little 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 suspenseful. So I have three picks. Two of these I think are very very clear and obvious. I think a lot of people will agree upon. My number one is a me pick. This is a Dom. This is Dom's childhood pick been it my entire life my number three will be none other than oh i did not write it there wrote it here number three for me home alone 2 wow i like it i love home alone yep home alone 2 is going to be my number three it's a classic it's meant why i i I, and home alone i think in home alone 2 are interchangeable at this spot I, i have no problem with someone who prefers home alone 1 over Home Alone 2. That's that's absolutely fine and dandy. Uh, I just like the New York version better because I, I very much am a fan of the Pigeon Lady. I think as you become older, you realize how essential and how good her role in the movie was and how heartwarming it is. It's good stuff. Um, can we uh, side tangent on this, Ev, too? Uh, I don't, I've never watched in full Home Alone 3, nor do, yeah, I, think there, nor do I think there's any need to, right? I, I'm not crazy yeah, no. in saying that. No, that's uh, that's not that's not for us, and that's mm-hmm. not for anyone. The first two movies are the only ones you need. Okay, good. So we can move on. My number two, that is the Will Ferrell classic, Elf. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's, it's almost a movie that you can watch outside of Christmas. I love Elf. That's you know being just a big Will Ferrell fan. I think it's a clear number two here. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna take Elf as my number two. Uh, my number one. This is it. This is the the Dom cult classic. It is the old paper mache claymation. Santa Claus is coming to town. It airs always like the CBS. Dom told me this was going to be a deep pool, but that was deeper than I could have ever anticipated. Because I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, it's uh, 
it, it, it remember it starts off with the mailman who is on like the the sled mail car in the North Pole, and the little woodland critters come up to him, and he's talking about the origin story about Santa Claus, and he gets he goes to the to the Kringle house, and they raise him, and he yeah, becomes Santa. Doesn't, this the, doesn't even. Yeah, nothing. No. Wow. No I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm gonna send you. I'll, I'll send you a screenshot when this is done of it. You will 100% see. You'll know the movie because you'll probably have at least flipped it on real quick. It's. It's a. You like. It's the same studio and graphics and everything that made the Heat Meister and Jack Frost movie. It's the same. It's like the same graphics, image, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, type shit. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. exa- bingo, exactly. So, nonetheless, Santa Claus is coming to town will always be my number one. Uh, an honorable mention, Jingle All the Way for me, was. I just want to get that out there. That was a very, uh, would have been my yeah, number four with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, we'll take Jingle All the Way there. But that's that's my top three, Ev. Break it down, three, two, one. Where Where is the Ryer mindset going on Christmas movie? Well, it's not that far from you. Um, it's not that it, 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 there's a there's a key one missing out of your list, but believe it or not, we have two movies overlapping. Um, okay. Although different order. Um, my number three is Elf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Elf is. I watched Elf the other day with my just like I watch it every Christmas pretty much. Of course. Um, and man, that movie is just so good. I mean, it, it is just like. It is wholesome, you know, but it, it makes anybody laugh. I feel like I feel like anybody that that watches that movie, whether you're super into Christmas or not, <laughs> like it's 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 just funny. I mean, um, I, so. I I work in an office where we we call each other on our office phones to communicate different things, and when I see an internal call coming to my phone, I will I have since December eighth, I answer the phone internally and say, "Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color?" Every like that's, that's really it's on it's on Mark. I mean, and that's that's because of Elf, Francisco, Francisco. Francisco. Do that every time I talk about San Francisco. It's classic, a, a great one-liner. So I'm I'm glad we are in agreement on that pick. So uh, that's uh, that's you know we're we're in agreement there. My number two, and certain family members and friends will probably be mad that this isn't number one. Is Christmas Vacation. Mm, that's a um, damn. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Christmas Vacation is, I mean, more of a Christmas tradition than any other movie in my family. Um, I mean, I probably have watched that movie a billion times. I've watched that movie outside of Christmas because it's just that funny. Um, and I mean, there's nothing I, you know, that's the thing is that it's almost like I think I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a nationwide movie. Don't get it twisted. But I think there's an interesting, like, southern thing to Christmas Vacation because I feel like every southerner I know adores Christmas Vacation. Maybe it's because they all relate to Cousin Eddie. Maybe it's because, I don't know, it's just good movies. But, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I, it's, you know, there's there's too many lines to quote. There's, yeah, there's I, I, think, I, think, I think it goes to the fact because it's a little bit like, because I, I, your family obviously is going to be upset maybe you didn't pick that one like that's probably one of my dad's favorites right and my and my and that's when you know, I mean Chevy Chase is in the prime like he's hitting and, and that's a prime that's age that's like your of, dad's Christmas movie like mm-hmm. and, 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 it's, and it's a prime age of comedy around that time too it, it is it is a solid pick cannot go wrong with that one yeah for sure so uh yeah going with Christmas Vacation and then uh number one the overlap the Home Alone um I uh I, I I also am going to go by the same rules Dom is going by here because I both love Home Alone one and two pretty much equally mm-hmm. like and both love them more than 
any other Christmas movie, pretty much. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, those, those and, and, and like I said, I'm not, like, a Christmas guy, but those are the movies that, like, get me in the Christmas spirit. You gotta, like, seduce me a little bit with comedy to get me in, like, Christmas vibes, you know? Like, if you want me to do the feel-good Christmas stuff, like, I gotta, I gotta have some slapstick humor, I gotta have some, you know, some, some goofiness, I gotta have some, uh... Oh damn! Now I can't think of his name, but the actor in Home Alone Two who plays the hotel manager. Um, uh, oh, it's a, isn't it Rob Schneider? No, it's uh, Tim Curry. Um, Tim Curry, who uh, is is you know Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, I had to, I had to Google him. Tim Curry is so fucking good, especially when he says cheese pizza. Uh, I <laughs> I think about that specifically uh, a lot. Um, no, I mean, but those movies are just great. Uh, you know, Macaulay Culkin just just flexing as like a ten year old, like unbelievable acting chops uh, at that age. And you know, you got your Joe Pesci and you know Home Alone one as well, and I guess in both, right? Yeah, he's, there's yep. some, uh, sticky sticky uh, back bandits, right? And that what they're called? Yep. Uh, the I believe they 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 started as the sticky bandits, then went to the wet bandits, uh, or they were I think wet bandits, then went to the sticky bandits when they got out of jail. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so there you go. But, yeah, both those movies are just, uh, those are, those are you know, to me, must, uh, must-sees for, for Christmas time. And, and like I said, uh, if, you, if you can make me laugh like all three of those movies can, or all four of those movies can, then, then you got me. Uh, you got me in the Christmas spirit. So, um, yeah, man. Um, and then, uh, Dom, I, I believe we wanted to, to talk about one more thing, and that was more just... Uh, well, I'm actually losing my train of thought. Did we? Well, I I think I believe we were just going to talk recap the fact that on Christmas Day for the people, we want to let you guys know. So obviously we talked about those two football games, but obviously a timeless tradition on Christmas is going to be the basketball games that you can always catch as well. There's going to be five five games on Christmas Day. And I mean, an NBA basketball I think is is something that's good to have on in the background unless you're invested in the team. Like I'll probably tune in at eight o'clock on Christmas to see the Lakers play the Nets. That's going to be a great game. But you also have Hawk Knicks kicking things off at noon. 2.30 of the Celtics Bucks, Warriors Suns at 5, going to be a great game there. And then the nightcap, Mavericks and Jazz. So that's just another thing to keep your head to. If you're not, you know, a little, you want a little bit of a break from football, just know you're going to have a nice, good slate of Christmas Day basketball games on. It's always, always a timeless tradition. I think that was really, I think we said to let the people know and inform them as our duty and responsibility as sports gurus to let them know, hey, you have options come Christmas Day. And I think that was really it. I think that that just about sums it up for our down and out holiday, first ever down and out holiday special, I might add. Yeah, I was going to say, we've done like some some themes for other holidays that have come through the years, but but this is, uh, this is you know, the, the first Christmas. Um, for Christmas. Well, uh, my, my Chrysler. Mary Chrysler, uh, yeah, it's still the greatest uh, holiday vine for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Chef's kiss. We do, we'll, we'll do an episode one day where we'll do our top five vines because um, me and Dom both uh, are, are pretty uh, big big pretty, vine people. Big vine yeah, people. Yeah, we, we miss it. We miss it. So, but yeah. Uh, in the meantime, while you know we go watch some vine compilations on YouTube, you can go on Twitter and follow at Down In Out Podcast on Twitter. Uh, that's D O W N uh, N uh, O U T P O D C A S T. Um, go go follow that where you can see when we post new episodes. You can see 
when uh, we're we're talking shit, when we're making jokes, doing whatever. Uh, now that I'm, I've got some uh, more free time uh, in the current gig compared to the old gigs. So hopefully that will translate to more activity on there, and you know, just activities related to the podcast. Who knows? Maybe we can uh, start mixing in some other stuff. Uh, and also while you're at it, uh, go go, you know. Give us, give us a good rating, folks. It's, you know, I'm, I'm Tiny Tim right now uh, with my, you know, with my cup out asking for, for money for my broken leg or else mm-hmm. I'm going to die. And you, and you don't want to be the Scrooge that forces him to have to be, you know, to, you know, lose a leg at the age of 10 in the, in the mid-1870s because, as you know, medical technology is just not advanced during that time. You're probably going to kill him at that point. So please, please help us out. Five-star ratings. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to these podcasts. Evan makes a great point. The five-star ratings are just as important as you shouting us out on Twitter and, and listening and sharing the, the down-and-out love and episodes with your friends and family this time of year as well. It would mean the world to us. It would be the only Christmas present we would ever ask our viewers to give us. Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's really, really all I ask. Uh, but, you know, message me about the Venmo if you've got other ideas for gifts. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll let you know. But, but yeah. yeah, I think I think, uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, that's, Merry yeah. Christmas, happy holidays. Um, you know, we, we hope uh, everyone is, is, you know, if you're celebrating, that's great. If you're not celebrating, that's cool too. Just hoping everyone's having a, a, a good finish to the year. Absolutely. We wish you the Merry of Christmas, of Happy of Holidays. Also, as always, Diddy, Masters, and Buddha. Go give them some love. YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream our podcast. You can find them as well. Uh, it's been fun, and it's been real. It has been down and out. And until next time, Arriva Derchi. Sitting in the corner in the dark like Riddick With the notepad out thinking about lyrics I ignored your story cause I didn't wanna hear it Bitch, did you ever really catch a switch Where I went from rock to Buddha Caught the vibe like a fish Assist like white chocolate handing out a dish If the devil shows up then my soul he just wish I might accept the offer cause I wanna grind like cause And give the trophies to my mama Make him sweat like a sauna Cause act like I can't then I'ma spit like a llama Take your girlfriend out and give a Balenciaga So check me out, fill me up and watch me bounce Cause the new man in the mirror is looking like a mouse Switch places, change faces, now Buddha runs a house Trust hip-hop more than bitches, so I'ma take her as a spouse Or at least a concubine If in front of my God feel divine I'ma grab it like a shield and I'ma make it shine Cause when I'm polished, I'll abolish if you cross the line That's how I am feeling Keep growing like a giant, go through the ceiling Man in the mirror doubled up, now you all the fuck We go again but when we stop blazing Boom boom pow pow, what you gonna do now? Especially when I bring the energy like it's a powwow Besides find a man, page your face cause you a damn clown Look around, only one that is and I'm a wagon now The name is Buddha bitch Damn, Uh, look around, only one that is and I'm a wagon now